The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I have a fantastic guest for us today. This is one of my homegirls now, new homegirl. Uh, she is the owner and CEO of Slapstick Comedy in Columbus, Ohio. Misha Sw- is a Sw- Swanson, right? Right, Swanson? Swain. Swain. Misha Swain yeah. joins the show. Misha, what's up, girl? What's up, Mike? Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here today. I'm so excited to, to talk to you. Um, I know we've been going back and forth a lot. I've been on uh, Stephen G's podcast for Slapstick Comedy, so wanted to return the favor to as well and have you on here. So first and foremost, for the listeners out there, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, the people that may not know you. So, as you know, my name is Misha Swain, and I have a media production company. It's called Misha Media. I created a brand called Slapstick Comedy because I felt that I could fill a void in comedy. So I decided to start this company. Actually, when I started, I just started with a magazine. As time went on, I started meeting comedians, and they would always give me suggestions like, oh, you should incorporate radio. You should incorporate TV. So I did. And here we are. I, I uh, Years later, you know, I've been going at it for a long time, but I now have my own studio, which is amazing. But um, and how, um, actually, when I was in college, my major was communications. I studied broadcasting and journalism. Um, I ended up moving to New York. I moved to New York my junior year in college because I wanted to intern at MTV and BET. So I moved there. I worked at both um, companies for just a little bit of time. I came back to Ohio because the towers fell. So, and of course, New York was shut down. So there was no work there. So I had to come back. Um, When I went back to college, my elective, my last elective, uh, or not elective, I'm sorry, my last requirement was a journalism class that I did not want to take. So, of course, I didn't have a choice. I took it anyways. 
And one day I went to class and my professor was like, Misha, I need to talk to you after class. And I'm like, am I in trouble? Because, you know, that's That's rare for your professor to want to pull you to the side after class. So I was like, okay, let me see what he wants to talk about. So he told me he was over our student newspaper. He informed me that they were hiring and he wanted me to be a part of the, the team because my articles that I'm turning in are so good. So I waited like a month and then I finally replied or applied to the position. I applied to the position. And then after that, they assigned me my first um, assignment, which was the MLK March, the Martin Luther King March. And I had a ball and I was like, oh, this is what journalism is about. So I love having that moment. And after that, I just, oh, I know what happened. So this is what happened, Mike, because I didn't come up with the idea to um, (laughs) start my magazine. So what happened was, so when I was in college, me and my girlfriends, we all had our own apartments. None of us had dorms. Well, a couple of them started off that way, but I had my kids really young, so I always had to have an apartment. But we would always take turns, like, staying at each other's houses. And so one time um, we were there, and um, my article had just made the first the front page for the first time. And so one of the girls passed it around. She's, like, excited for me, like, look, guys. Misha's article made front page. And then she goes, you should start your own magazine. And I was like, oh, that might be a cool thing. And then next thing you know, there was the birth of Slapstick. And here I am. So how did you come up with the name Slapstick? So um, at that time, I was working with two other people. One girl was going to be a graphic designer. I forget what the other girl was going to do. We were all in our 20s, early 20s, um, wanting to start this business. And they were coming up, like, we made a list because we we all ha- we were all in college at the time, and we worked at TGI Fridays together, so we couldn't, we had different shifts, like, somebody worked a day, I worked a night. So we actually went and had this, like, really thick book with a bunch of pages in there. The pages didn't even have lines. And so what we would do is communicate with each other in this book. Like, we didn't have social media or anything. I'm talking <laughs> late 90s. Like, this is, like, 99 so we uh, communicated, actually like t- more like 2000, but we communicated in this book and what we would do, we would leave it at a certain place in the restaurant. Like we knew where the book was. Nobody ever touched it. That's how we communicated. So we started like taking, we worked at TGI Fridays together in Beaver Creek. Um, we always at Wright State and Sinclair, I should say. So we started, we were like, we would ask our regulars questions and we'd write them in the book. So we started, we made a list of names. I felt like the names were corny. They were coming up with like zeal and just things that I was like, no, that's not appealing. So what I did was I ended up researching comedy and then it started explaining what slapstick was. And I was like, you know what? That's what I want. I want something that defines comedy without me having to explain exactly what it is, even though I still have to do that because I changed the spelling and I took the C out of slapstick. So sometimes I still have to explain that it's still comedy, but I just spell it, uh, you know, I made, right. I made it my own, but yeah, it works. So it, it does work. Uh, I love slapstick. I, I follow y'all on everything. Um, and you know, it's, it's an amazing company to see what you've done with that and what you're doing and going to do, uh, with comedy and comedians, me being, one of them. I'm, I'm a huge fan of you, Mish. Uh, oh, Mike, I adore you. I told you that when I first met you. I know. A like, uh, little, little backstory for the listeners out there. I met Misha this year. It was the June 
a top dog comedy contest in Columbus, Ohio at the Attic Comedy Club. And Misha was one of the judges. Uh, now, she'll tell you, and I, and I tell everybody, I I won that damn competition. I, yeah. <laughs> he really did. He came in first place. Like, we, yeah, he came in first from, place. From the, from the judges, uh, I did take first, and it was it was a lot of fun. According to the, the crowd vote with everybody bringing all their friends and everything like that, I took fourth, which still isn't terrible out of 15 comedians. Uh, but you know, I, I remember I was, I was talking to my wife after, after the show, after the judging and everything, she was losing her mind. You know, Whitney, you know, you know yes. Hi, Whitney. Shout out. <laughs> she was, she was absolutely, she's like, damn popularity contest over here. Just all oh, you got. I was like, I just, it's the business. Like it's the business side of comedy. It's fine. And then she looks over across the room and she's going, she's, she nudged me. She goes, Somebody wants to talk to you, and it was you. And I went over, and we sat, and we've been growing a relationship ever since. And uh, yep. I, I, I love, I love y'all and what you're doing. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't even realize the C was out of slapstick, and it was spelled wrong. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> tell you how much I pay attention. <laughs> I, that's okay. It takes people time. I've I've actually noticed that. I'm like, I've been knowing you for years, and you've known about slapstick, and you still put a C. So it's it's okay. Uh, it's fine. But you didn't always work just solely at slapstick and grow it into what it was today. So what did you do before while you were growing slapstick? Um, while I was growing slapstick, so I have a heck of a story. Um, but while I was growing slapstick, I was also raising my sons when I first started. Um, and I've always had a job, but for the past eight and a half years, I worked in IT. I was, I, I actually wrote for an IT department. I worked in an IT department and, um, it was actually, I, I mean, to be honest, it was like overwhelming. I, the, I started finding myself crying a lot, like, Oh, this is so much work. Like I would work my day job. I would go to the gym afterwards. Then I would come back and work for myself. And it was it was a lot. And I kept praying and I'm like, I need those eight hours back in the day. I need my eight hours. Like I need to be able to just make my own schedule. So I took the leap of faith in May. Like actually, to be honest, I got a, an email from my team lead and I was just like, that's it. So it just rubbed me the wrong way. I immediately sent my notice to her that same day. And I, uh, my last day on the job was June 7th, 2023. And I have no regrets. Like, I even went back and I counted, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been on my own for, like, six months, and I'm surviving. I can't believe it. I don't know. I have no idea how I'm I'm making it, but I'm making it. So I definitely took that hustle, girl. Come on now. Don't 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 downplay yourself. You're good. You're good at what you do. Oh, man. That's how I know this is meant to be. Like, I I have no regrets because I feel like um, I've completely been dumped on in so many different ways, but I'm still just floating it's all that matters you know staying afloat and and making it happen yeah and um yeah so what else is in the works now going forward with slapstick comedy what 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 are the plans for slapstick so um i don't know if you guys heard if you heard about us getting roasted on kill tony recently (laughs) but we got roasted on kill tony recently and it's so funny because today they sent us our our google report and our numbers have jumped by hold on let me pull it up I can tell you because I was like oh my gosh okay so from last month our numbers have increased by 
Um, it says 3,077% of people looking for us on, uh, like on, on Google. So even our website numbers, the show was probably maybe a week ago. So it's today, Wednesday. So it's been six days, six or seven days. And uh, since then, our website numbers have increased by a thousand per day. So that's a cool thing. So thank you, Kill Tony, for that. But um, we're also working on the next issue of the magazine. The girl that actually went on to Kill Tony, her name is Layla Ingalls. And she's our new character in the web series that we're going to create called The Energies. And she's actually going to be on our next cover. So I was like, I have to do right because who takes the time to go into a huge platform and mention somewhere, someone else. And she did us that favor without even like, you know, like without any intention or even thinking about what she was saying or doing, she just went on there and like, Oh, there's Misha. Yeah. Slapstick comedy. So yeah, she has to be on our next cover. Um, so I pretty much got all the covers locked in for next year. Um, we're also, I'll be uh, producing some new, um podcast and we are working on animations we'll be releasing animations soon as well that's so they just sent me the storyboard for the animation so i was like okay this is going to take off too that's dope um especially you know getting roasting you know for the the novice listener out there that doesn't know that roasting is a form of flattery in comedy like if you're getting <laughs> roasted by somebody like there's a high level of respect there like people don't realize that with comedy um because there's people that would that would roast me I'm the I'm an anomaly I'm the tallest Italian anybody has ever seen in their lives at six foot five. <laughs> And, you are tall. And I got a huge schnoz on me, too. So, like, people have always, like, came at me with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and it's always other comedians. And at first, my wife, Whitney, my wife was just like, I, why are you just letting them, like, cut you down like that? I was like, one, I've been getting told I've had a big nose since birth. That's nothing new to me. Like, I came out, this was the same size my nose was when I came out. <laughs> Uh, like, and it was like, and two, like, you're comedy, you have to have a thick skin. And Mm -hmm. finally, and the most important part of it is that's a form of flattery with comedy. And if you noticed, I'm giving it right back to them. Like, people don't realize, like, that's just, I guess it's how comedians talk. Like, have you noticed that with all the comedians that you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... You know, I'm around comedians all of the time. So usually we're all sitting around talking and they're just roasting each other and just going back. But they're laughing about it. So and I'm always like, oh, I hope this doesn't get any worse. But it doesn't. It never does. It doesn't. We all, we all know yeah. the line. There, there's a line. You you got to kind of <laughs> nudge up against that line a lot. But, you know, you never cross that line. And, and you know, but mm-hmm. it's always, always fun. And, yeah, it's I, I love comedy. I've been doing uh, stand up 11 years as me and you've been talking about uh, a lot of people um, and I- I'm super excited for 2024 and I- I've said it and I don't know why the year 2024 is- has stuck out with me. me me and the wife have been talking about it. I was like 2024 that's going to be my year I don't know what and it just clicked not too long ago it's 2024 that's the year that I can ditch the day job and Focus on comedy, a hundred percent. And yep. me and you've talked about this when I was doing one of your web series for Slapstick, um, and the comedic chapters, which I'm so excited to see how the final edits come out with that. Um, but it was, you know, taking that leap of faith 
and I know I have to do it. You know, every comedian knows at some point in time, I, I got to do it. I got I got to just make the leap and, and do it. And you had mentioned uh, earlier on in, in the show here, you know, talking about, you know, working a day job and you'd go to the gym and then the rest of the day was working on yourself. And that's me right now. You know, eight hours at a day job from nine to five and then. Oh, I mean, I've said hell with the gym. The, the hell with the gym. I'm done sweating. Like that, at this point in time in my life, there's no, <laughs> no going to the gym anymore. Um, but having that extra eight hours to work on yourself, people don't realize what you can actually get done in just an hour. Because there's times like we'll be sitting here and people think I'm not paying attention to my wife, my my face is in my phone, and I'm doing stuff, and my wife is just always like, what, what are you doing? She's like, are you still working? I was just like, yeah, it's not for uh, the day job. I won't say the name on here because they've asked me not to. Uh, but it's for myself and, and to grow. And she's just like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you don't take a day off. I was just like – I. Sunday is really the only day that I really take off and I just kind of sit and relax and not really do anything other than hang out with my wife and my son. But it's, it does, it, it wears on you. Been doing that for 11 years and you don't realize that, you know, the toll it takes on you. I saw pictures from 11 years ago and I know I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties now, mid, almost mid thirties. Uh, and, Seeing how much more hair I had uh, was probably the, the biggest thing for me. <laughs> yeah, the other day I talked to my aunt and, and I had my hair up in like, I usually have my hair up in a bun. And she goes, oh my God, look at all that gray. I'm thinking, fuck you. Like, That's it was so lady. irritating. Yeah. And she and she goes, you didn't have that much last year. I said, yes, I did. I just cut my hair dyed. She goes, that job is really working you. That's okay. It's for me. Right. I know what I'm doing. So. Right. That's okay. I, I'm, I'm I know the grays are coming, and Whitney, and it's more in the beard now than, than the top of the head, but she'll just sit there, and she'll just go, ho, ho, and I can see when she gets that little <laughs> shit-eating grin on her face, it's just like she found some damn grays, and she plucks them out, too. I'm like, just stop at this point in time. Why are we stopping the aging process? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah I've been happen. letting mine come in. I, I'm not apologizing. I'm just letting them go and whatever comes about if I decide to dye my hair one day but I'm in full work mode I am completely focused yep. and I said I don't have time to worry about what anyone has to say I'm, I'm in my studio literally like 12 14 hours a day every single day just working yep absolutely I mean I'm I'm working basically from the time I wake up at 6 a.m every day until 10 11 sometimes one o'clock in the morning you know, mm -hmm. the the next day, and it's just like, it, it wears on you, but it's for me. So I've noticed, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, having done both, you know, the work for the eight hours at my day job, it's fun. It helps pay the bills and everything right now and all that, and I like the job. I do. But I come home, and then I work another eight hours on myself, and I have more fun working on myself. It doesn't feel like work to me. Does slapstick comedy yep. feel, not feel like work to you at all? At not at time? all. I, and it's just so cool because I'm in here, and 
I'm doing what I want to do and what I love to do. And of course, the comedians, they stop by often. So I'm just laughing literally all day. And then, you know, I get tons of emails of people just giving us love. And, you know, and another thing is like, you think people aren't paying attention to your hard work, but when they're sending you messages like, hey, your platform is going to be so huge one day, keep going. And, you know, they're giving positive messages and motivating you and sending encouragement that like completely just makes you want to just, I mean, it's just so uplifting and and we need that. We definitely need that. 100%. 100%. I mean, I get messages, random messages, get, albeit a lot of it is on TikTok. Um, I'm big on TikTok. Um, oh, excuse me. But it's, it, it makes you want to keep going. Cause of yep. course we all have those days where it's like, man, is this even, is this even worth still doing? You know what I mean? Is, you know, I don't, you, we're so ingrained with the instant gratification. Yes. In this, in today's day and age, which it, it's sad that, you know, you need to have it right now and otherwise it's a fail. But I tell people all the time, like a lot of people tell me like, oh, you've been in comedy 11 years and you still work a day job. Like I haven't seen you on TV. I haven't seen you here. All I see you is on the internet. Like, how do you keep going? I was like, do you realize, uh, and I'll bring him up and it's one of his first special, Daniel Tosh. It, he's one of my favorites, and he made a joke on stage like, "Oh, everyone gets their fifteen minutes of fame." And he's like, "It's an average." And he started pointing. He's like, zero, 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 20 years." You know, and it, it took him yep. twenty years to get mm-hmm. a stand-up special, and that was forever ago. But people don't realize the amount of work comedians put in, and it's a it's a grind. And I love it. I absolutely love the grind. Like, I, I, I'm so excited for the start of the new year. Actually, January 6th, I will actually be in South Dakota. I was booked in South Dakota from um, Bar Comedy on their Pub and Grub Tour. Uh, nice. So I'm super pumped about that. A, to get closer <laughs> to the West Coast and be able to bring my comedy there. And to get out of Ohio, too, as well. I mean, I've done a couple <laughs> shows out of Ohio, but, you know, in 11 years. But lately, a lot of my shows have been in Ohio. And I love Ohio. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I live in Ohio. And, and you know, I, I love the state. But South Dakota. I, I never thought I'd be excited to go to South Dakota. But I'm super pumped to go to South Dakota. Yeah. I bet it's going to be a great state. Like, I bet it's beautiful. I would love yeah. to go and and see it and i'm sure the weather is much warmer than it is here so hopefully hopefully it yeah. is. <laughs> hopefully it is yeah but it's still nice to get away outside of ohio like you said yeah you uh, deserve it congratulations thank you thank you um so some of the comedians that you work with and work for t- take us through some of the p- comedians that you've worked with with slapstick okay so um, I've actually worked with a lot of comedians. I'm actually going to have to show my background right now. So I'm Are going to um, show you all of the comedians that I've actually um, put on the covers of my magazine. And so here, I'll actually, um, this is a picture of me in the eighth grade. I was, I've always been involved with media. And then seventh and eighth grade, I was our news anchor. So that's why I always thought I was going to be a news anchor. I got to go to New York. I fell in love with it. So I was in New York when I took this picture. And at the time, I did not think I would have a media company. I was like, I want to be on the cover of a magazine one day. And, you know, so I went and found a little shop and got that done. But 
that's me on the cover of a magazine. But I've also done um, B Flat, Jay Reed, Rodney Perry, Michael Collier, um, Jason Banks, Tony Roberts, and the lovely, like this one was so awesome, the Josh Blue issue. Um, and then Layla's next. Like I said, I already have all four of the issues locked in for next year um, on our platform. Because I started Slapstick so long ago, I had to take a break to raise my kids because, long story short, uh, the day I used to write for the Columbus Funny Bone. And it's so weird because I debated for a long time. Like, I want my dad to babysit, but I didn't want to bother him. Um, it, it was a day before Father's Day and it was a night. It was a Friday night. I was going to work with Kevin Hart and meet him for the very first time. So I did. I called my dad before I left. I said, hey, dad, I'm going to the club. But I had a house phone. I said, I'm going to, and my dad only lived up the street from me. I said, yeah. so can, can you just call the boys and check on them? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Um, so the next day, I had to pick my dad up at like 11. But every morning from the time I moved out to attend college up until this time, like my dad called me every morning at 7 a.m. And so one morning, he didn't call me. I couldn't get in touch with him because I had been calling him and, Long story short, my dad died. I found my dad dead the day before Father's Day. And so um, whenever I traveled or did anything, my dad always kept my sons. So I put Slapstick on hold for about 10 years. And I just came back in 2000. Oh, no, I stopped in like 2011. Um, my sons, I said I was going to put it on hold until my sons graduated from high school. One graduated in 2016. My other son graduated in 2018. However, he went on to play college football. So that took up oh, a lot more yeah. of my time. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So then COVID hit in 2020. And so my son came home. And from there, I ended up turning my, gra my garage into a recording studio. So the comedians would come there. We would record. And then um, I've been in this studio for it'll be two years in January. That is Oh, it's an awesome story, you know, and having to put things on hold, I've had to do that too as well with comedy. Like I say I've been doing it 11 years, but there was one year where I just, I wasn't looking for shows. I wasn't really putting out content on social media. Like all you see all the comedians do. I just, I needed that time and break with my family. And, yes. you know, you, you need that family time too as well and people don't get it like a lot of comedians they're on the road like 50 weeks out of the year out of a 52 week year like yeah. it, it's insane and mm -hmm. to think of but you know people also say oh you're a comedian you only work like an hour a day it's like nah, doesn't really work that way like it's not, <laughs> not really a thing like i got a coffee brand I'm working on. I got a merch store. I've got a podcast. I got social media. I got to keep up with, and I got to find time to write jokes and try to find shows too, as well. That's what I was going to mention. Like people don't realize how much time comedians actually have to put in with writing down their jokes and setting their show and remembering what jokes they did the last show. And yeah, like right now um, it's me and two comedians. We all stay together. They're all seasoned comedians. So I watch them like literally put in and they both do comedy on cruise ships. So they That's put awesome. in so much time just, you know, making sure that they have clean sets for, yeah. you know, the show they have to do or they have the right set for the family show. You know, just in general, people don't realize how much time comedians actually put in and the expectancy of people, like you said, how they're like, oh, you've been doing comedy for 11 years. Like, 
it took Kevin Hart, like, I mean, he's been in there like over 20 years and look where he's at now. Right. But before he even made it, he put in 15 years. So it just trips me out. I told my mom, I said, you know, mom, one thing I don't want to be is an overnight success. She's yeah. like, I don't blame you, but why? I said, because I'm going to have to work way harder. Like I already work very hard now. So if I become an overnight success, do you know how much harder I'm going to have to work? That that will be a challenge. It's like Matt so, Riff, you know, Matt Reif, you know, look at him. You know, yeah. he was an overnight. One of his videos went viral and, Boom. He, and he took off, which good for him. You know, yes. I, I, I love seeing people succeed. I know that's a weird stance to take in 2023, apparently. Um, but, you know, I love seeing other comedians succeed. But to have that overnight success, I don't want to say I wouldn't warrant it because obviously you, you want to succeed. But how, like you said, how hard you're going to have to work to keep that momentum up after just bam, now you're here and you're in the spotlight. Yeah, that ain't that ain't for me, homie. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah. I work hard enough as it is. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, all of our dreams will come true, and everything we want will happen in due time, for sure. Absolutely. Like I said, I I, I keep saying it, twenty twenty four, and I don't know why. And it just hit me probably a week ago, and I, I just remember I I turned to, to Whitney, turned to my wife, and I said, twenty twenty four, it's the year for comedy. Yep. And she's okay. And, and like, she's been the rock that keeps me grounded a little bit too as well. But she's also that one, like, that will check me. She will absolutely check <laughs> the shit out of me. <laughs> I like Whitney. I, I, you two are adorable. Hi, Whitney. Can she hear me? She's not here. She's at work uh, right now. She told me to tell you hey. <laughs> yeah, tell her I said hi. I think Whitney's so cute. And you guys are adorable. She is super supportive. I remember at the competition, I just remember I remember her. Like, we sat catty corner from each other. And after I figured out that that was your... Well, I sat at one side, but I could see her from where I was right. sitting. And I just remember watching her. And she's like... I, I mean, I hope... One thing about being in this comedy game, it's hard to find support. Right. And I talk to comedians all of the time. And I mean, including me, a re I can't find a relationship because they just don't understand. So when you actually find that in the person that actually motivates you and keeps you on your toes and is supportive all the way through, that's definitely a keeper. She, definitely. Yeah. We, we've been married now. Well, we've been legally married three years, but we've been together eight years. Um, and she's missed two shows in eight years. Wow. And, you know, one, she had COVID, so obviously. Uh, and the other one, she had food poisoning. Like, So they were, like, legit reasons. I, I don't want to say, like, there's not a legit reason to miss a show. But, like, even, like, she's never been on a plane. And I told her about the South Dakota show. And she's like, all right, let's find tickets. I was just like, you're going to get on a plane. You're – I'm not going to say her age because I'm not going to get beat up after this. Uh, but she <laughs> – You've never been on a plane before, and you're you're, you're going to come to this show? She's like, well, I, I am your road manager. You can't go to a show without your road manager. She, <laughs> she's now become my road manager, and like she's like I said, she's been she's been to every show. And I will say, when we were at Top Dog, that is the first time in eight years that she's ever heckled me on stage, and. It it almost threw me off my game when I found out it was her. I was like. Fucking kidding me. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, yeah. She's definitely, definitely a winner. And when I told her you were coming on the show, she was so excited that you were coming on the show. Like, and she she hates that she has to work while we're recording this and that she couldn't be here for the show. But, um, yeah, she absolutely loves you, too, as well. She's like, me, just great. I'm going to make the trip and show up at her store one day soon. So we won't mention her, her store, but cause yeah. I don't want anyone else to try to, <laughs> nah, but yeah, nah. I'm going to, I'm going to show up Whitney. I'll be there one day. All right. I, I've already <laughs> told her, I was like, you're just going to be there one day and, and Misha's just going to show up and just be in the store. So just be yep. prepared for that. So. <laughs> yep. I will be there. So is there anything else that you want to tell, uh, Anybody, everybody about, you know, Slapstick and, you know, anything else like that before? Well, we're, well, yeah, we're actually, we, we'll be releasing content like crazy. I'm happy to tell you that we're in the process of editing your show. Um, and, I mean, right now, my main concern or priority is just constantly kicking out content, yeah. growing our numbers, um, because I never, I never concentrated on our YouTube numbers, ever. But now Kill Tony woke me up. So I'm working on the YouTube numbers. I've always concentrated on like TikTok and Facebook and, you know, just our regular social media numbers. But now, yeah, it's a new game. So let's play Kill Tony. Yeah. We're ready. <laughs> and you mentioned it. I, I like stopped using YouTube for a while. And, yeah. And it was straight TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um I think Vine was a thing, and I started using that before TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it was I, I I didn't pay attention to to YouTube, and I've I've gotten back to posting my sets and everything on YouTube and stuff like that, and and everything like that. So it's it's a lot of fun and getting back into it and seeing the numbers grow. It's like, man, why did I stop this? Like, yeah, <laughs> and we're learning. Like, it's all about consistency, and not only that. Like, we always we use our own platform, so we don't. I mean, we just upload everything to our website, comedyslaps.com. That's where all of our content is. So we never really. I mean, I guess we need YouTube, but we it just wasn't our focus. Right. But yeah, yeah. now we're going to work on it. Yeah, and that was me too. I have my own website, themikebono.com, that I that's where I was posting everything. That's it was everything was straight to the website. I got my own platform. I don't I don't need you YouTube. I need you YouTube. Don't don't take that personally. I I'm, I'm back. I'm back on the YouTube yeah. straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need you. We're going to definitely utilize you YouTube. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. But Misha, we are running down near the end of the episode and I do have to get this one last segment in. Uh, and I never tell anyone about this segment because it's the most fun that we have, and that is the Fast Fitty Five. It is five okay. random questions from the wonderful manager of the podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone. Uh, and this man, it, I wish I could get inside his mind to see the randomness, but um, he sent these to me today, so we get to read them for the first time. If, for the new listeners out there, it's kind of rapid fire, but you can elaborate if you need to. So if you're ready, Mish. Ready. All right. Question number one. Would you rather live in Australia or Panama? Ooh. Uh, Australia. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Oh, this is a tough one. Is Jerry Seinfeld or Kevin Hart funnier? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan, and he's actually done a lot for my career, so I'm going with Kevin. Yeah, it's hard to go against Kevin, but Jerry was one of the ones that got me into comedy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the better Adam Sandler movie, Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Ooh. 
I'm gonna say Happy Gilmore because I don't re- I don't recall seeing uh what was the other movie? Billy Madison. Billy Madison, yeah. But Adam Sandler, all of his movies are great. Like I'm a, he's like at the top of my list. Him and y- Ricky Yarbe, I have to meet both of them one day. Yeah. Like I, Adam hasn't put anything bad out, and I just think he is so freaking hilarious. He, he really is. Question number four: Is Campbell's Soup underrated or overrated? Well. I'm going to say it's underrated because it's been around for so long and I get, yeah, underrated. Okay. Last question here. Are the Ghostbusters movies overrated or underrated? (laughs) That's a hard one because people still, like, it's hard to say because I feel like we just put an article out on Ghostbusters like, like a few weeks ago. Well, no, that was November. So, okay, in October we did. So, I mean, I still feel like Ghostbusters still gets a lot of recognition. Like, it, I don't think it's a slept-on movie at all. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the Ghostbusters movies. We have, like, the box set that we watch. That's one of the movies we watch every around every Halloween. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's one yeah. of my wife's favorites. For I sure. think that's, yeah, that's like a, a worldwide famous, uh, yeah. I think Ghostbusters still gets a lot of attention. Oh, 100%. 100%. But... That was the Fast 55, and I got to tell you, he took it easy on you. I, I got to tell you, that was that was some of the easier questions. Uh, I'll tell you this. He he does some of these questions. There's normally an animal involved, and I don't know why. Like, the, he has a lot of animal questions. Like, would you rather be a gorilla or a snake? Like, and it's just the <laughs> stupidest things in the world, and I love it. It's so fun. It's a fun way to kind of wrap up the show too as well uh but i do give every guest this opportunity misha at the end of the show if there's anything you want to get out there for slapstick that you have coming up in the near future anything like that or anything you want to promote or even if it's just a good message i'm going to give you about a minute and the floor is yours okay well my god thank you for having me today um please check us out our website is comedyslaps.com you can find us on all of our social media platforms um tiktok uh, Facebook, you, uh, everywhere. We're just slapstick comedy. Um, and then make sure you spell slapstick without the C. All right. Hey, uh, yeah, definitely. I will put all of those links to all of her social media because I am following all of them. I will put the website down in the description of this episode. Everybody, please go and check out my girl here, Misha. And Slapstick Comedy, they are a phenomenal media company, and everyone needs to know about them. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell them anyways. They might like it just because you didn't. That's going to do it for me, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. 
We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.